Katie, I want to start this episode by uh, a news article. It's from a couple weeks ago, uh, maybe even a couple months ago. Doesn't really matter. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Our podcast is so relatable. You could listen to it at oh, whenever time in of the, the future, year. in the past, in the present. Yeah, any time of the day, any season. <laughs> so there's this couple in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. Just so you know, our worldwide listeners, because we have listeners all over the place. We have listeners in Zimbabwe. Really? Yes. Are you just making that up? No. Oh, okay. It's, it's truthful, actually. Uh, as she's about to down her third wine. I don't know if hey, that is true. Hey, look how small that glass is. It That's... may be a smaller glass, but it's almost full. <laughs> no, it's not. It's half full, and it's a regular big... Actually, it's a bigger wine-sized glass. Wine... Glass it's a, size, it's and I'm like probably used like to. four ounces. Am I supposed to cheers my water bottle with your wine? <laughs> Here, we'll, we'll just pretend. Anyways. Okay. So, yeah. So, this couple in Ottawa, Canada, um, you know, around, what, like five, six hours from here? Anyways, they just created this million-dollar house. So, I don't know whether – I can't remember if they bought the house or if they if they started fresh. But, anyways, they, like, completely renovated the inside – and it's this million dollar house uh, and it has five bedrooms, four bathrooms, Wi-Fi connected appliances. Anyways, they're giving it away to someone. Oh, I did hear about for this. For free. I feel like probably because I told you about it. <laughs> I think I told you about it. No, I think I read about it. Actually. So they're not. OK, so they're not fully giving away for free. You have to apply to win it. And you have to pay a $25 application fee, which still, I mean, if you win for $25 and you have to provide them with the reason why they should give it to you. And then they're going to have, I think it's a judging panel, including themselves, and they'll decide on who they think deserves this house. Okay. What? So, ju- so this is what offered to like across the, the country? Yeah. I don't so know how, whether it's worldwide are, are or across the apply? country. I don't. I don't know if it's passed. I don't know if I am gonna apply or so not. So if, if it was still open, would you? Uh, maybe. But I was gonna ask you more because today we're doing a millennial speed round, just so everyone That's knows. That's true. So it's bam, 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 bam. 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 I just want to ask you, like, what would you say? What would be the reason why you would say that you deserve this house? Uh, because I'm awesome and I want it. See, that ties into Millennial Speed Round because I feel like our demographic would just say, I deserve this house or I can't afford a house, so give it to me. But shouldn't we more give reasons why we well, should get the house? If, you know what it, I mean? If rather there was than that. proper, proper reasons, then I wouldn't be eligible because there's people that are way less fortunate than me that yeah. should have it. That's a good point. Now, the couple's estimated, according to the Ottawa Citizen, that they've poured in $350,000 into upgrading the 1960s era house. And they said that it will take around 50,000 entries for the couple to get their money out of the house. So there's also a piece of me that's like, I feel like more than 50,000 people are going to go into this. For $25, think about how many people do the lotteries where you get like a Muskoka cottage or a condo in downtown Toronto. It's true. It's like one of those things where it's like selling the dream for $25. So I kind of think this is a good business and idea then how do they come up with the winner they raffle it off so let me find that on here so they the contest will run for two months and the couple could extend it for two more months and if they cancel the contest if it doesn't attract enough interest 
the entry fees will be refunded. Okay, that's good to know. Um, the address is secret for security reasons, and they don't want to annoy the neighbors with curious foyers coming to see the house. Do you really think people would do that? I don't know. Um, <laughs> but as far as how they're going to figure out who wins it... Oh, and you have to per- you have to say why you deserve the house, uh, why you should live there in 100 250 characters or less. Okay, so it just it says that basically um, the contestants will have to answer a skill testing math question, and that will help uh, winnow the eligible entries down to a manageable level for the four judges. So there's four judges that are going to go through, I guess, your answer and decide based off of that. Okay. I I think I would just say that. I don't know. I, that's another reason is like they're probably wait, people hold that on. would the judges be like a Simon Cowell and Apollo <laughs> duel, like all different approaches. I don't know that. That's a good. That's, it's true because then you'd have to customize it to all four judges. Hey, right? uh, listeners, we have someone that's just crept in. Would you like to say hi? Do you want to say hi? Why don't you come Katie's say hi? dad. We should ask you your opinion on this. I don't, you know what, Katie? I don't know if I'd enter because I feel like other people maybe deserve it more, but you never know. So today we're going to go through a millennial speed round part two and let's start things off. I'm going to let Katie lead this. Okay, man buns. I like man buns, but I think that they're kind of starting to lose a little bit of that umph to it. Okay, so man buns. It was one of those, or it is... By the way, Katie's uh, hot tub is, like, exploding, and that's the noise you're hearing in the background. <laughs> There's water going flying it out of it. It looks like it's coming for you. It's coming for me. It's getting closer to me. Um, okay, so man buns is, like, the white fills or whatever shoes people are wearing right now because of Kourtney Kardashian. Like, they're really trendy, but they have an ex- expiration date. It's actually coming for you. <laughs> it's actually getting closer to me. Um, yeah, you know what? I think some people are really hot with man buns. I think now sometimes people just let it flow. And But I do think overall, I don't know. I, I think that they're starting to lose a little bit of luster. Ding, ding, ding. Ding, ding, ding. So then we go on to social media. Everyone is... Oh my gosh, in- this is crazy. <laughs> we got to get a video of this. What's going on? <laughs> this is our studio for recording the podcast. Dad, I'm trying to dry those clothes. That's <laughs> Social media, you are an influencer or everyone's an influencer. What do you think? I feel as though everyone now in social media thinks that they're an influencer and it kind of gets a little bit annoying because there I are... I mean, a little bit annoying, Ryan. You hate it. I feel like there are actual people out there that are influencers and people do look up to them. So what's an influencer then? Someone that's on social media that has influence and that influences as far as trends, as far as people looking up to them. I think that a lot of brands want to work with them and it makes sense because people look up to them. However, why now everyone and their cousin all of a sudden are going on? Yeah, you like make five minutes of an appearance on a MTV reality show and then you're, you're an selling influencer. TMI like detox teas. Yeah. And that's or, a thing now. Yeah. So I just think that like where are the quality influencers at? I'm sure there there are some out there, but... Why is everyone an influencer nowadays? What's I'm going an on with influencer. That? You're just an influencer in life. I think I've said that before. <laughs> we're, I mean, we're past 20 episodes now, so I feel like we've covered a lot of these these topics here or there at some point. Okay, ding, 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 mental health. 
I think that mental health is an important conversation to have. And I think that our generation has started to have that conversation. Other generations are following. Do you think it came from Bell Let's Talk? I think Bell Let's Talk in Canada is a huge deal as far as getting that conversation going. And I think it has to go beyond uh, a day. And I think that, you know, a lot of the initiatives that they do throughout the year do that. But even outside of... Uh, that the bell world just in general when you look at other companies i think that a lot of companies now are offering uh mental health resources or at least they should because that's important i think it's important i think everyone should go to therapy for at least a session or two just to learn more about themselves and things that they want to work on um and i think that it's it's important it's a good discussion to have and i'm glad that the conversation is shifting and i hope that we continue to talk about mental health What do you think? Well, I think mental health is of the utmost importance. I mean, it's our brain that we're talking about. You know, they say if you can't love yourself or if you don't love yourself, how are you going to love anyone else? And you like you take care of yourself and have a good um, take care of yourself, respect yourself, love yourself. But mental health is huge. It's your brain. It's your synapses. It's your it's what drives you and what you like and dislike and who you are as a person entirely. So mental health is a huge thing. Yeah. With this said, and I might get some backlash with saying that, people are also oversharers on social media. I am not saying that if you don't want to share your story or your experiences or your current situation or you know retweet or reshare mental health quotes i understand and respect all of that i really do but i find it cringy when anyone's an oversharer about anything really yeah like that's your social media world you say and disclose whatever you want in conversations but i don't need to know everything because i have you on facebook see there's a flip side to that because i do think from one you know the other side of it is that sometimes people are doing stuff on social media is kind of a cry for help and maybe that's their only outlet maybe they don't have close in-person relationships like you and i do yeah so i can see that Uh, but i I agree with you with oversharing though and i do think that a lot of people suffering with mental health would never think about posting about it online and those are the people but also I, that we have to focus on not just the people on social media but both deserve an audience but and I mean, someone to help and I, them and I know quite a few people support. yeah and, and, and I know quite a few people that um, are struggling with mental health and post about it online and again I am not saying like don't share your situation I yeah. think social media is powerful so I find it Really awesome when someone shares their story instead of just a photo of them at the beach looking good. Yeah. But when anything is done in excessiveness, yeah, it's a bit like, okay, like, you know what I mean? Take it a little bit elsewhere. But as, although I do feel this way, as I continue to share through dialect, I feel a little bit insensitive and that's not where I'm coming from. I just, I don't know, take it somewhere else. No, I, I can see... I can see where where you're coming from. And I think a lot of people in those situations that are sharing, like I said, I think they're kind of reaching out and hoping that someone will react to it and it will make them feel better. I think that that's only a temporary solution, though. And I've, I've posted quotes online that are 
inspirational or if you're going through a tough time or whatever. But I do agree that like people that constantly post that every day or every week, at some point, I do think that, and they may not realize it, that that's just a temporary solution. You getting those DMs right when you post something for that, that's just a temporary solution. I do think that those people could benefit a lot from going to therapy. Yes. Therapy is expensive. So maybe even just like having a social group and it may be hard sometimes to get out sometimes, but especially in a big city, there's so many different group meetups that happen and you can probably find one that interests exactly. you and then you can make friends and then you tell exactly. them about your struggles in person. So you know what? Mental health is important and yeah. um, never stop sharing, reaching out, but ding, 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 being organized dash clean. Yeah. So this is such a thing with the Marie Kondo trend of going through your stuff making sure that your house and your room is organized i feel like you're someone that keeps things really organized i don't know why i get that vibe that you are Uh, like that okay so when it comes to being organized and clean i believe in three things um where you make your food so your kitchen should be clean yeah Yeah. where you get clean which is a washroom should be clean and your bedroom should be clean because that's where you I've had a long day at work, regardless if it's been a great day or a bad day or a anything day, I'm going to walk into my bedroom and it be clean with no glasses or plates, with a made bed, with clean windows, like, because that to me is going to give me so much peace. And mm-hmm. then when I go downstairs to have a shower, I'd like that area to be clean. And when I go to make dinner or breakfast, I'd like that area to be clean. To me, those that is very important. In a perfect world, the living room, the spare room, yeah. the laundry room, all those things will be cleaned as well. But to me, that's if anyone is like looking on how to become more organized or have just kind of a better run home, I would yeah. say start with where you eat, where you sleep, yeah. and where you clean yourself. I like that. Yeah. I think for me, like a lot of the times where I focus on are the areas where you'd have guests over. Like the living room. The porch. The porch. And I think that my room can kind of be a little bit of a mess because unless someone's going to my room, you know, I can, which doesn't happen very often, I can kind of. But it should happen more, guys. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I, you know, I I mostly kind of just keep that how I'm comfortable. But I do find that sometimes when your room is unorganized, your life sometimes feels like that. So I, I feel really good after I clean my room and organize things because then you feel like, okay, things are going really well. Well, yeah, and it's like that expression, um, the state of your office desk is a great representation of your life. Oh. But uh, ding, 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 minimalist living. Yeah. What does that mean to you? So this is like the whole trend of people living with only what they need. So that could be just like a couple of chairs in a house, a bed. A vibrator. Katie's dad is sitting right here watching us record. He, he but wants to sit out here. It's what we chat about. He said that that's not the most shocking thing he's heard. You know me. It's just woody banter. But okay, with this conversation, there's two types of like minimalism. There is the extreme, like you literally live with the bare necessities yeah. or you choose to live a more minimalist lifestyle yeah. where you don't have excess. Exactly. So what are we talking about? Like the people that live in the woods, quote unquote, or No, I don't think so. I think that would be a whole other topic in and of itself. I think it's more just people only having what they need. And that ties into um, 
a talk a topic that we're going to talk about just a little bit about like uh, condominium living. Uh, but I do think as more and more of our demographic can afford to live in huge homes with a lot of space, naturally you just have to kind of condense things down. So do you think that the whole minimalist living ties into the tiny homes? Yeah. Yeah. A little bit, yeah. But here is a just a random thought I had and then we'll move on. This thought just randomly popped in into my head and we don't even have to go too much into detail but I know as an active consumer because I am (laughs) if you want to be a a minimalist because you want to live with less and consume less yeah we all know that if I have three shoes I wear in the summertime they're all going to last a lot longer because I have multiple options if I put the same shoes on my feet every single day they're going to wear down quicker right but okay but in what about from the perspective of once it wears down you could get a new pair at that point and then get rid of the old pair. So you still only have one pair from that perspective. Yeah. I think you're just trying to make excuses for your shoe addiction. Yeah. Dad. <laughs> Do you have a shoe addiction? I thought we kicked you out. You have a shopping addiction though. No, I don't right? have a shopping addiction. I have an errands addiction. It always makes my boyfriend laugh because... If I have a day off, he's like, so, you going to go do some errands? I'm like, yeah. He goes, oh, yeah. All right. Have fun with your errands. But you're buying things on your errands. Exactly. I said I don't even like days off because a day off consumes of Walmart, Metro, Sephora, and Zara. And I'm like, that was a good day off. I'm $600 in the hole. All right. Ding, ding, ding. We're going to talk about tattoos and piercings. Now, I've had a piercing before. I actually had my nipple pierced at one point. Of course you did. I wish you still did. I know. Can I pierce it for you? I don't know, but I always say, like, after I have a couple drinks and I'm out with people that would go with me, that I want to get it done. So you clearly want to get it done. I I would. Okay, the reason why I took it out was because... I felt like I outgrew it a little bit, like just like growing up and stuff. But the other part was when I was doing a lot of on-air stuff, it would show through my shirt. So I remember there were times where I like taped down my nipple so that it wouldn't, because you can see like the barbell. I got a barbell oh one. Oh my God, you should get it pierced again though. I should. But yeah, I'm into I'm into a guy with like tattoos. And if it's going to be a piercing, I don't like the bull piercings through the nose. You know the note where it, where it comes down, where it's the two on each side. With a guy, I don't mind the hoop. I don't like I don't mind the hoop on the nose, you know, like that. The hoop on the nose. Um, other than that, maybe some kind of pierced ears or pierced nipples or about <laughs> Katie just Katie just sprayed her wine all over. What what was that about? What? Because I knew my dad was walking around. You're like, who uh, pierced nipples? <laughs> He's probably like what? Oh my god, just like, what the hell are they talking about? Anyway, sorry, that was just hilarious. But yeah, how do you feel about it? I mean, you have tattoos and piercings, so... Yeah, I mean, I personally, were, like, I have three tattoos, so anytime I get something tattooed on me, I personally put it where it's publicly out of the way. Oh, like, interesting. Like, any of my tattoos, I yeah. would have to take clothes off for you to see them, right? I have two on my ribs. And one behind my ear. So I guess if I have my hair up, you could see it. But other than that, my tattoos aren't just there for you to see. They're there if I choose for you yes. to see them. Yeah. Katie, I agree with you totally, though, on that topic. Because that's what I loved about having my nipple pierced. Is that only the people that are close to me would know. Because you'd have your shirt off near them. You'd go in a pool. You'd go in a lake. Or people that you get with, you know, romantically or whatever. They would know, too. And I kind of liked that. It was like my own little secret. 
Absolutely. And I mean, I would kick myself if I got something that was exposed on a day-to-day basis on my arm or forearm or... Really? And I didn't like it. Oh, okay. Or yeah, grew yeah, yeah. to not like it anymore. Yeah, yeah. I'd be very disappointed that I chose to put something permanent on such a everyday... Public kind of... Public part area. Of, yeah, yeah. Um, but I also am a pretty carefree person in the sense of, like, do what feels good in the moment. Yeah. Because people say... Oh, well, when you're 70, don't you think you're going to regret it? And I think there's a hundred things I'm going to regret more (laughs) by the time I'm 70 than this tattoo. I I do. uh, You know what I think about that when people say, oh, maybe you're going to regret it later or something is you can look back at each tattoo and each tattoo will have a story of what led up to that, whether it wasn't planning or whether there was no planning, whether there were drinks involved, whether there are no drinks involved. It's yep. like a chapter in your life and you're just showcasing it on your body. I, I love tattoos. I'm not yeah. against them. I'm not worried about the pain. Well, I just don't know what I would get. The big one that I have on my um, on one of the sides of my ribs, which is the one that holds the most memory to me, yeah. I was living in Australia and my girlfriend that lived there was covered in a bunch of random tattoos. She didn't have like a sleeve or like yeah. big pieces. She had a, over 20 just things all over her so the tattoo parlor she used to go to was like a 20 minute walk from my house and it was summertime then so i texted her one to know she wanted to go for breakfast or lunch mm-hmm. and she said oh i'm actually getting a tattoo I said okay well why don't i bring you like a bagel and a coffee this was in australia yeah okay and i walked over there you know listen to my music enjoying the sunshine absolutely no intentions of getting a tattoo yeah yeah walk in and her tattoo artist is tattooing her and she's got, it must have been a hundred pictures of all of her different work around her little studio booth. And I liked what I saw, so we just started chatting. And yeah, we had a really good conversation. And two days later, I was, you know, in her booth getting my tattoo. No way, just from a conversation. Just from a conversation. So to me, I'll always remember that memory. Whether I grow to hate my tattoo, I'll never regret it because I don't believe in regrets unless you wronged someone. Yeah. Or did like serious damage or harm to yourself? Like don't don't live with regrets. Learn from them and move on. But whether, however I end up feeling about my tattoo later in life, I'll always remember that memory. And my ex-boyfriend, who was still my really good friend at the time, came with me and like held my hand. It was so painful. But we laughed a lot through because it was just funny. And then we went for chicken wings and beer afterwards and I just had this big tattoo on my ribs. And so it's like life is just a sequence of moments, right? And so yeah. appreciate the good ones. Like people that live with so much regret, like that mattered to you at that time. Yeah. Drugs and drinking and stuff, that's different because you're altering your perspective and you're harming your body. So live with that regret to an extent. But if you dyed your hair pink one day because you really wanted to don't kick yourself about it later in life like you wanted to and you did it for a reason you yeah. know enjoy all of the sequences anyways i'm going on to a katie no rant, i like that do you find uh tattoos and piercings attractive on a guy yeah yeah, yeah. piercings i don't like i, know I was gonna say s- i feel like i couldn't see you liking a guy with the piercings as much like Would if you? a guy no like, like a, a nose ring maybe no or... i don't i don't like oh, nose rings on what? men okay what do you like and what do you not like 
I get honestly, I never thought about it, but I guess you're right. I don't think I like piercings. Well, nipple on piercing? Men. Oh, that's different. Okay, maybe I like that one. You like the kind of crazy one, like the quote unquote crazy one. Quote unquote crazy, maybe I guess. Like, yeah. the nipple would be cool, but like, personally, as like a heterosexual female, I don't really like a guy in a Fair hip, enough. Fair but enough. I can see why you would. Fair enough. Um, but tattoos, yeah, I like tattoos on men. My boyfriend doesn't have any piercings or tattoos, so it's obviously not like a prerequisite. Yeah. But I do like them, especially if they're nice. Yes, that, and, that's and a good point. And they tattoo nice parts of their body. We could like, do a whole episode on this. We should. We should. So like, should we save? Uh, I was no, going to say, should we just go into it? Guys, like, we're going to do a whole episode on this, so we're going to stop I think we the should. tattoos and piercings here. And when we do release this episode, you, you may hear some crossover. Um, but yeah, I think we should because... Tattoos aren't going anywhere. It'd be cool to even talk to someone that we know that has a bunch of tattoos and hear some of the stories. Anyways. So, ding, ding, ding. Condo living. I feel like this is such a trend nowadays. I, I personally, I think living in a condo is cool because you don't have to think about shoveling. You don't have to think about garbage taking it out. You just bring it to the chute and drop it down. Um, I can totally see the value in condos, but then I know people that are totally more... Like, even in your situation, you have a lot of space on where, where you live. Whereas a condo, you don't really have as much maybe open space to deal with. But are with. we talking about renting or owning a condo? Um, I think either or. I mean, I'd love to own a condo. However, condo fees sometimes can be expensive. Almost as if you're paying rent at the place that you live. Depending on where you live. But, um... Ugh, I, like, honestly... What do you think about it, though? I couldn't imagine... I can imagine as a young 20 year old living in a condo yeah. or an apartment yeah. absolutely and i understand like the um like the glorification of city living but owning a condo oh my god like having to take an elevator every time you want to enter your home to me is just i i'd like to just walk through my front door thanks very much yeah fair enough i can see the value in that but i also can see the value in parking your car and going up the elevator you know, you may not even have to talk to anyone and you just go right up to your place. And, and you're a big city guy. I'm as a well. big city guy. You are. You and my mom should talk more about your love for the city because she's like a Toronto uh, lover. Do you want your mom and I to move in together or something? Is that what you're trying to imply? Or No. Oh. She's too much of a drinker for you. Okay. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. All right. So we only have two more topics. The first one is the more social media becomes popular, the less social people become and the whole idea behind that. Well, think about it without getting into the whole influencer conversation again. If you are making your money, we'll, we'll go to the, the money makers of social media. If you're making your money through your online presence, you are never present Ooh, in I situations, like right? Yeah. I can't just, if I was a... Um, an influencer that really didn't matter what I did, people watched and followed and liked and shared, whatever. I can't go out for this dinner. I have to find the best photos with the best filter, with the best lighting. I need to take at least 20 of them to make sure every single aspect of the photo is perfect. I then need to come up with the best way to describe my situation. Then, even if you want to get into the whole stories concept, I have to make sure that my, my stories are topical and timely and I look at like, so you haven't really enjoyed your evening at all. Like you've just been out to show everyone what you're doing. But what you should say is, 
I'm not actually enjoying my evening or my day or whatever at all. I'm just like posting about it for your likes. Enjoyment. Too. Enjoyment. Yeah. I could see that. I do think on the flip side of it is I think that people can be more social via social media too because then you're connecting with someone from elementary school or middle school or high school or university or college or whatever and you're seeing their updates like getting married and things like that. Nobody likes to see someone getting married but you know what I mean? Single. Yeah, okay, that's a whole other topic of uh, in and of itself but just the idea that you're staying in touch I think with more people but I do think that those quality of relationships like those five close friends that that's one of the most important things. And then I think social media just adds an element of staying in touch with people you may not have. So I think there's that aspect where you kind of are more social in a way because if you're on DMs or if you post stories or if you see stories, you know what I mean? Whereas if you were just off work and in your condo, how are you going to see all that stuff going on? I does guess that make it, sense? It does. And I guess it also is dependent on your perspective and your point when it comes yeah. to social media. I mean, yeah. What am I doing? Am, am I here for sharing my story or sharing my situation? Or am I here for just like public awareness? Like, I don't know. It's just kind of. Yeah. That's why I stay away from it heavily. Like, I will go out and have a great afternoon and I will take three photos and I'll put the one I like the most up and that's it. Yeah. And then I am enjoying the rest of of my day i am not spending the whole time like photo after photo yep. snapchat after yeah. instagram story after it's like so like what are you doing it for the photo to look back because if all you did was take photos if you look back on those photos wouldn't you just remember that was an afternoon of taking photos like yeah. i don't know i don't get it walk a red carpet if you think you're so pretty but other than I that i thought i read a fact one time though that said that if you take a photo of like a memory like you take a photo while you're in that moment that you remember it better i don't know i thought i remember I, hearing that no, fact and, so. and i get that but so take a photo a photo not like 40 yeah yeah of the same thing yeah okay i feel that and finally ding ding ding, ding, ding this ding, one ding, i'm really ding. excited about um i read about this somewhere online i can't remember where but it's the whole idea of the disappearance of the doorbell yeah because now it's like the demographic that's even younger than us they don't ring doorbells anymore. They text and say, I'm here, come out. Or I'm here, and then they, the person's like, okay, come in. And then you walk in. Like, when's the last time you got out of your car without texting the person you're there and rang their doorbell and mm. waited for someone to answer? And I was reading tweets, and people were saying that, like, it gives them anxiety when they hear the doorbell, like the younger generation. Because it's like, ding, ding. It gives, it gives them anxiety because they don't know who's there. And the whole idea is that if it was someone they knew, they'd get a text. Isn't that interesting? Well, like, I'm a very feel, I'm a very fearful person. Like, if someone knocks on my door and I don't know you're coming over, I'm like, it's a fucking serial killer. Yeah. Like, that's it. I'm done. Yeah. I'm being murdered. But that's because I'm overly paranoid and terrified of my own shadow. But, oh, I just, like, where do the days go of, renting movies at blockbuster and ringing your friend's doorbell like i miss them <laughs> just don't ring my doorbell or i'll have a panic attack uh so should we rent a movie and get some snacks and ring your doorbell or i mean you can't rent a movie anymore and i don't think i even have a doorbell to ring 
Oh, okay. Well, I guess that's settled. Anyways, thanks for listening, everyone, to our uh, second millennial speed round. Yes, it's been a blast. Hope hope you you liked it, and I I think I'm ready for some Eastside Marios. Eastside Marios. Not sponsored, uh, but it would be nice to be sponsored by Nike as well. All right, so thanks for listening, and remember to follow us at Is This Adulthood on Instagram and at ita underscore podcast on Twitter. And my Instagram is at Ryan Dergy. My Twitter is the same, R-Y-A-N-D-U-R-G-Y. My Instagram is K-T-W-D-Jones, and my Twitter is 01-K-T-Jones. And thanks for all of our avid and passionate listeners. We appreciate it. And you're probably a lot smarter now than you were before we started. <laughs> There's Andy Katie knows he is. <laughs> All right. Bye. See you later. Bye.